it's a it's a bulls themed episode so i got i'm actually on your channel with the live chat on my phone <laughs> nice. i got i got my hat here there you go then, i like it and my like and my it. bully is here too <laughs> nice that's awesome my man. french bully it. he was also crying it. so I'm, I'm holding it <laughs> Let's peace these broken pieces together. episodes in and we are i'm delighted to have on my guest with us tonight uh today it will be day when you guys hear it but <laughs> um it was uh he's a fellow bulls fanatic i would even say he um is much more well versed on the bulls ins and outs any details he has his own channel that he posts regularly, Bull Central on YouTube. So go ahead and definitely give him a follow. Uh, we're going to talk basketball today and and writing because he's also <laughs> an author. Um, two different worlds, but related. Uh, both <laughs> very different both come, worlds. Yeah, <laughs> two different worlds, but I think they are very uh, creative in both ends. Um, uh, Space Between Us was his book he came out with a couple years back. Um, uh, great book. Definitely check that out. I will have that graphic right there. Not above his head, but somewhere around here. <laughs> um, without further ado, uh, my good friend, Jamal Aflatuni. Welcome to Fumble Podcast, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you having me. And I love that you're doing a podcast. I've, I've like wanted to do that as well. Um, Definitely takes a lot of uh, time and effort for sure, but so uh, mad respect well, you, for you for getting it going. Thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, it, it does take, but it, you know, it's, it gets, it becomes, um, um, I think with more time, I, the more time I've spent on it, I'm realizing I can now start to focus more on like the real reasons why I'm doing it, yeah. you know, like figuring out like the ins and outs, the technology, technological parts of it. Right. And then, I'm sure you can relate from being having a YouTube channel. Um, so, but, you know, I'm starting to be able to actually like not have to worry about like, oh, is my mic working? Is this working? And all that, right? So the first few episodes were I had those challenges. But anyway, yeah, it's good. And, and I always wanted to do it. But more important than Fumble Podcast right now is uh, the Bulls are playing right now. And I have they taken are, you they're about, they're about to start for sure. <laughs> they're about to start and I've taken you away from that. So no, it's uh, all good, man. No worries at all. <clears throat> so let's talk about some Bulls basketball. Both of us. I think that was one of our first um, uh, commonalities back when we met at UC Davis, I believe. But um, uh, when I learned that you were a Bulls fanatic, I, uh, I, there are not that many of us in California. <laughs> it's true. It's so, true. So, so maybe in the nineties there were, but maybe not so much anymore. Right. <laughs> and that's, and that's where, that's where my fandom started, I would say. Yeah. Um, and sure. I put my bulldog here, my French bully <laughs> as a theme, but um, anyway, uh, would you say your, 
uh, fandom started back in the 90s as well than during the Jordan and Pippen era? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, for me, the, the very first Bulls game that I remember as a kid was actually the 1992 finals. Um, wow. The reason I remember that is because my dad was very much into it because they were playing the Blazers at the time. And we lived in Oregon. There you go. Yeah. And I was so, get into that. Yeah. yeah, that was like all the craze at that time. Yeah. That's actually the last time the Blazers have actually been to the finals. And so I remember, I think I was around six or seven at the time and thinking like, wow, this is like a really fun game to watch because it's yeah. very high, you know, fast paced and, um, you know, a lot of action and you could tell people would get really passionate about it. And even myself, I found like I was getting passionate about it, even though I knew nothing about the game at the time. Yeah. Um, and then my mom, How old said, were you at this time? If I'm, if I, I was like, si- I was like six or seven or so. Yeah. Sounds right. I was the same. Yeah. And uh, my mom, my mom's side of the family, they're all from Chicago. They, they still live there. And so mm. um, when we used to go there, we would go there like twice a year, even still not recently in the pandemic, we haven't been traveling there, but normally we would go there about twice a year. And um, as a kid, you know, they were all huge Bulls fans because they're yeah. from there and it was in the nineties. And so naturally I kind of, you know, picked up on that as well. And, you know, as a kid, you, you fall in love with Michael Jordan you know I mean like he he globalized the sport right so um, yeah that's really where my fandom started and I just I just kind of stuck with it from there I'm I'm like one of these people where it's like once if I become a fan of something uh, very early on I just kind of stick with it I always feel I would feel absolutely weird even when the Bulls aren't doing well to Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden be a fan of a different team it's just like weird to me but i, I know I, I know some people do it i know people they go from team to team with whoever's think, doing I well I, at a given time i think i know some of those same people <laughs> <laughs> but uh so bulls though right so chicago your family was from there your mom's side you said um mm-hmm. and and just the bulls not the bears not you know not the hockey teams mm-hmm. the blackhawks no not i mean the thing is is it's uh it has nothing to do with the location. Although I, 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 I mean, if I had to choose like a second favorite team for, for football, sure. Yeah. Maybe the bears, but yeah. uh, all of the other teams that I follow when it comes to baseball or football, um, they're all the Northwest teams where yeah. I grew up in Oregon. So I, I don't really follow NFL that much, but yeah. Seahawks would probably be my team. Uh, baseball. I do follow I'm a Mariners fan um, mm-hmm. hockey. I never really got much much into just wasn't really my thing i like it i respect the the sport i mean it takes a lot of talent to be able to skate on ice and still juggle a puck and and fast the the speed at which they operate i mean it's really uh, a really uh, skillful sport but i just never really got into it i feel you i feel you did you um did you play basketball as a kid did you was was a sport that you played yourself as as yeah yeah basketball and soccer those are my two sports yeah um I would say I was probably better at soccer as a kid. Um, uh, it's not that I wasn't good at basketball. It's just that my dad, you know, growing up in Iran, <clears throat> that was the only sport that they ever really played. Yeah. And so, you know, he taught me the soccer from a very, very early age. And he likes basketball. I mean, that he was that's what got me into it because he was watching Blazers versus Bulls in that uh, finals in 1992. Um, but he uh, didn't really know a lot about the game 
right? So uh, whereas like my dad very early on would start getting me involved in soccer, he was one of my coaches for like our like, you know, youth team, but my dad didn't know enough about basketball to like really become a coach for basketball, like right. youth kids. So right. um, because he wasn't as into it as he was into soccer, uh, I didn't really perfect, you know, like the skill of being a basketball player as much yeah. as I probably did in soccer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were my two sports that I played growing up as a kid. <clears throat> That's cool, man. I, uh, uh, you definitely have the, you, you have a height for, for a nice point guard. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I played, we played, uh, what, a few years back. I think it was my birthday. Yeah, that was like the first time I played basketball in so long. That was, yeah, that was crazy. Was that for your, was that for your birthday or? I think, yeah, it was my, my yeah. birthday. Yeah, we, we, um, thanks to Shada, she organized all of it and we all met up. That was fun, man. I, I can't, Yeah, that was fun. That, that, that was, was fun. A fun and, and I know the ladies were really cold because it was not, it's December, so I'm a December. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> thanks for the sacrifice, everyone. But yeah, <laughs> um, so you, you were born in Oregon? Is, am I getting that right? Uh, I was actually born in Arizona, but I oh. moved moved there when I was really young. So really I, young. I, yeah, yeah. But I, for all intents and purposes, I grew up in Oregon. Yeah, I grew moved up there when Oregon. I was like five. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the Blazers and the Bulls from '92. Man, I remember that. I was probably like six. I, I guess we're the same age. Yeah, I was probably five yeah. or six. And then, um, but you were living in Oregon, and from that moment on, you you were falling in love with michael and, and and the bulls even though you're you're oregon kid essentially what yeah. uh uh you weren't you weren't a fan of of the uh trailblazers at that time or the, the, no not really and and uh it was hard living in oregon and being a bulls fan because you have to understand in that time there were a lot of bulls fans yeah right i mean yeah, uh, yeah. A, a lot of bulls fans uh came about throughout the entire country uh -huh. purely because of Michael Jordan. Of course. Yeah. But when you're living in Oregon and there's literally, you know, I guess at the time Seattle Sonics still existed, but now they don't. Uh, yeah. But you're living in Oregon and that's like, you know, the only, the only professional Oregon sport team, uh, not anymore, but at the time, because right. now they have a soccer team. Yeah. Um, yeah people were, really hardcore blazer fans at yeah. that time yeah. um then you know things kind of fell you know by the wayside once Clyde Drexler had moved on they weren't yeah. as good anymore so um there were a lot of Bulls fans but not really in Oregon so I was definitely one of the like few um and you know in school I mean you're a little kid everyone's wearing all their blazer stuff and I was one of the few kids that always like wore my Bulls you know attire yeah. to school and you know <laughs> it, it was it was all like you know playful sports bantering you know it wasn't like they were giving me a hard time too much for it and at the end of the day it's like we had michael jordan we were winning championships you know they weren't <laughs> yeah. so it's like what are they gonna say at that point but yeah. i know i know i remember specifically from that series and and we'll come back we'll come back to your uh time growing up as a bulls fan in enemy's territory essentially <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh but i just remember one of the things that's always i always remembered was that one game and you you'll have to correct me on the which game it was but when jordan just started hitting threes oh yeah and he, and he the was shrug, just, the shrug game yeah 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 and by the way they talk about all of this in the last dance documentary yeah, yeah you know and that was that's something i want to get into as well because i mean um 
what which game was the first game that you watched was it game one or was it uh i mean i was i was so young that i don't know if it was game one and i and i don't think it was the shrug game either i want to say it was a game that Portland was playing at home and, okay. and the Bulls had home court advantage that, yeah. that in that series. So yeah. it must've been like a game three or four, got it, something got like it. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it was one of those things where you, you wanted to understand oh, actually something that was really funny was that I remember at the time thinking that, you know, what they're doing is like a computerized game in other words, I, I thought that something was being controlled, like they weren't playing of their own volition. I thought like, oh, it's like a video game. You know, like yeah. how you saw video games back in the day, there were, yeah. there were basketball video games. And I thought, okay, so it's all just like someone's playing them, you know, like they're not oh, actually wow. playing the sport. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, for like a brief moment. And then my dad explained, like, no, these are like real people. They're like <laughs> playing. And so you yeah. can see them on TV. It's like, oh, it's just, you know, they're someone's playing them. But anyway, yeah, the, that's kind of a random tangent but um yeah i don't remember which game it was that was my very first game but it was just that series and i remember just uh, like falling in love with the sport as a result of it that's awesome man yeah the the i mean same you know the the 91 season i didn't actually i was still too young to process same same yeah yeah i was too young to process there that this is going to be or even the 80s the late 80s the 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 wars they had with the pistons oh the pistons yeah yeah the yeah. bad boys pistons oh man so yeah we um we had similar experiences i think with um discovering the bulls in around the same time just two different parts of the world because i was still in iran at that time right I was, yeah i was born in iran but um yeah i was six i mean i left iran and uh in 95 that's when Jordan wasn't playing. So that was the year he was oh, off, right, right? right? He hadn't come back yet. Um, he was doing, he was playing baseball. So when I, um, but when I came, when I moved to the States uh, in 95, I was living in Maryland at the time. So just to kind of give you like perspective of like where I was, you were in Oregon, West coast. I was in the East coast, but I, I like the bulls, man. I still like the bulls just like you. And, and um this was the Houston Rockets year to win it. And then that was in 95, 96, I believe. And then Jordan returned or 94, 95. And then Jordan returned, yeah. returned with number 45, which I still can't find that Jersey. It's, or it's really expensive. Oh, you had, you had one, you had no, a 45 Jersey. I want it. I want one. I want one. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. I'm saying I still can't be able find, to find it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. For I sure, know. For sure. <laughs> the 45 Jersey. But, um, so anyway, I, uh, and I just recall like resuming my fandom, like after switching countries and it's just, you know, and, and I fell in love with basketball at such a young age. And um, I never had the confidence to play it at the level that I eventually ended up playing after high school. But like, um, you know, just growing up being a foreigner, like a real foreigner, like out, out of like, you know, out of, out of state essentially. And, and then, adjusting to schooling in the in in the in the united states and then just having to figuring out like the language figuring out the culture figuring all that out and then in the middle of all that trying to keep up with sports you know i always loved sports but um i wrestled mostly in in high school so anyway um long-winded way of saying that i resumed 
my fandom in 95, 96, and then the Bulls just started winning again for three more championships. And did, did, did basketball start getting popular in Iran around that time period? Because so, I know yeah. that when, at least when my dad was there, which was in the 70s, you know, right. basketball was not, I mean, they, they had it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, people yeah. played it, but it wasn't that popular. It, it was, was not. Soccer, but... Exactly. And I think the Bulls, I, the, the, I mean, specifically Michael, uh, he paved the way for that, that sport to go international the way it did. Yeah. And specifically in Iran, because, yeah. yeah, like you said, Iran was a, either a soccer uh or wrestling right? or wrestling and and that's yeah. what i did i wrestled i played soccer too and i was horrible at soccer i'm probably one of the few <laughs> i'm one of the few persians that is really bad at soccer uh, <laughs> and so and and i never really fell in love with soccer the way i gravitated towards basketball similar yeah. sports in concept right if you break it down i mean yeah, yeah 11 v 11 versus 5 v 5 but um, the goal is to get the ball in the basket or a goal. Yeah. And, and, and um, of course, a lot of people, a lot of Iranians that I, like I grew up around at that time, even whether it be my uncles or, or um, my cousins, my younger, the cousins that were near my age, they loved basketball too, because they were kind of raised here. So they, they got the, they got the thrill of it. But um, uh, my, my uncles and them never really cared for basketball specifically like they'd watch it but they didn't care for it because it was too high scoring because they enjoyed oh, interesting they yeah they enjoyed like that fight that's blood sweat and tear to get that one goal in soccer right right or um and then later on my uncle is he's a fanatic washington football team fan and and um and so he loves american football and he loves soccer but basketball for him is like like he he, he understands the like why it's so popular but he, he just never got into it but that yeah. was the reason it was the scoring but um but hockey he he doesn't like hockey either so i'm like well hockey <laughs> hockey is kind of like what, what what you would enjoy i guess yeah but but anyway so um you grew up in oregon i didn't forget you grew up in oregon and then you uh you're you're a bulls fan and i'm sure uh kids you know, like what, what kids do, they, they did their share of trash talking and, yeah. and, uh, um, but it's interesting to me that from that young of an age, you just, you were like, you knew, like, you're not from Chicago, like, you don't live in Chicago. Obviously your parent, your mom was from there, but, um, you didn't really veer away from being a Bulls fan and, and what kept you going? Like even going into your teenage years when the Bulls kind of were in rebuild mode after 98. I mean, I think um, I also just like the game in general. So, so yeah. it's good to, you know, it's one thing to be a fan of a specific team, but if you don't really like the game or the sport itself, oh, of course, it's yeah. kind of hard to stay, you know, vested in like the, the team. That has to come first, you would think, right? I mean, right, the, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so, so it's like, you know, what kind of kept me through even the really, really bad years after Jordan retired um was just the fact that like I liked watching basketball and if I'm going to watch basketball well I'm going to watch the team that at least you know I consider myself to be a fan of even if they're not necessarily good anymore because at that time obviously I'd never experienced um a team that was bad or my team being bad Mm -hmm. because ever since I started following the Bulls from when I was a kid they were always winning championships I mean there was you know the, the two years that Jordan retired but even then they were still decent with, with yeah. Scotty Pippen they were competing was. yeah exactly yeah. and so once Jordan retired I mean they became one of the worst teams in the league and for a long time 
Um, it, I mean, it was hard because, you know, you don't want to watch a team that's just constantly losing. Like, that's not oh. fun as a fan to watch. But I think what kept me sort of going was that um, there was also, I, I love the business side of the NBA and, and how they go about rebuilding and constructing a team oh, with yeah. salary cap through the draft. Um, so even though they were not good, I always found it interesting to see, well, how are, what are they doing to get good? What are they doing yeah, yeah. to actually build this team yeah. back to contention? And obviously, I wasn't happy with a lot of the moves that the front office made throughout those years, but it still it kept you interested. It's like, okay, well, I wonder, you know, what kind of trades they're going um, to make to make this team better if, you know, they're needing uh, someone that's more uh, uh, focused on playmaking. Uh, versus yeah. you know someone that's more of an outside shooter mm-hmm. um also you know are they going to try to intentionally lose so that way they can get a higher draft pick like all that stuff was really fascinating to me even when the team wasn't doing well because yeah. i still wanted to understand well there's going to be a path forward there's going to be a future that is bright yeah. and that's what kind of makes you like motivated to keep wanting to follow right. Mm-hmm. um granted the bulls still haven't won the championship since then um so you yeah. always think oh well it's gonna happen one of these days and even you know to this day i still say that to myself quite a bit but we had I mean, we it, had the team to do it man in like 2008 2009 but but um but i wanted to kind of so you're talking about the business side and at what age did the business side of this whole ordeal like spark your interest i mean probably like you know 17 18 okay so um, yeah you're you're semi-adult now by this point yeah and, and i mean I, w- I wouldn't say it's to the extent that i know it now yeah. I mean, it's just when when i understood the concept of like oh there's a salary cap yeah, yeah. um oh they like trade players you know they exchange things in a way you know it's only like they're commodities and i don't like i don't like how you know I want to view it that way, like they are being commodities, but in a way they are because they're obviously human beings. But when it became more of like a a business transaction Mm -hmm. and, you know, holding on to assets and capital, draft capital, things like that, um, that made it very fascinating to me. Because before when you're a kid, it's just like, these guys are really good at basketball and I like watching basketball. And then I I remember as a kid also when they would like, when players wouldn't return to the team why why like yeah. what happened to bj armstrong why is he no longer <laughs> with the team what happened to horace grant what and then my dad would explain, well they got traded what do you mean what do you mean they get traded don't they just yeah. stay with the same team always yeah. so when like i started understanding that there was a business component to the nba um that also made me more interested in in the sport as a whole i mean because the sport of basketball the game itself is very fascinating but then to me also the the actual league itself and how it's constructed and and how they make money and generate revenue then it became more like a a profession to me that i I find very very interesting um so yeah i think it was probably like 17 or 18 or so when i really started getting more into that but there's a lot of people who would who actually are turned off by the nba because of the business right so um um, uh it's interesting to me that you it actually elevated your um, attraction to the game or the nba specifically and then yeah. the bulls but like um would would college basketball bring like see a lot of people who, who who don't care for the business side of it or they think there's a lot like there's only like a handful of teams that are always winning 
that that make that argument and they say yeah. oh because it's because you know they're in in, in better cities the, the marquee cities and this and that and there as a, a lot of them will come to me and say oh you don't you watch nba you got to watch college basketball it's they don't you know they because so and i do i do watch college ball yeah. um but to me there's i i like the glitz and glamour of the nba like i enjoy that i know yeah. I, and i'm just curious yeah. like what are your thoughts on college versus nba so i i, I definitely like college uh, so yeah. i was actually a huge huge college basketball fan when i was when i was in college and even a little bit going you know uh, even before i entered college in high school yeah. um and uh, it's very different because i like the college atmosphere that that exists within basketball right, right. um you know, it, there's a, a lot more uh, passion and uh, motivation for the players because they're not playing for money. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're playing because, you know, they want to get to the NBA, they're trying to get better. Um, there's more excitement, in my opinion, I mean, other than like NBA playoffs, but they're, they're, it, it is exciting in the sense that um, fans are much more involved and engaged at college basketball games than they are, say, at an NBA game. Uh, but for me, it's also the difference in the level of play. Like when you watch college basketball, it's like, man, these guys like turn the ball over a lot. They miss a lot of shots and it's because they're not professional basketball players. Right, so right. I prefer watching uh, basketball when it's played at the highest level. I, got um, I, I do appreciate like the energy and the passion that comes from college basketball. Um, sometimes I actually get annoyed with that in the NBA because it's like, you watch a game like i've been to live games right we yeah. went to a live game that's together. right that's right and i went i went to a live game at the united center and it was like you know people are just kind of passively watching you know kind of clapping here and there i mean you go to a college game every possession people are on their feet screaming yeah. and shouting yeah. right yeah. it's just it's just different um so that's one aspect that i don't like about it and i think because a lot of people you know when it comes to nba they kind of treat it more of just like a an outing uh, a social gathering it's a uh, show people that maybe exactly yeah. it's a show right yeah. for people who yeah. maybe aren't necessarily as big of fans and yeah. because i'm such a big fan i get really into it so it's yeah. like different for me right i know um, i'm the same way man i to, yeah. to the level that i annoy shada sometimes She's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you care too much um but uh that's i think it's the whole college atmosphere i mean part of that is because you know you got all of the you know the the kids that are in school you know they're jumping on to these games right or whether it's at the game or watching it on tv but we're talking yeah. about the live atmosphere i mean it's religious almost right they're, they're looking at it as like i mean again growing up in maryland i was really into college basketball Sure. Uh, when Maryland and Duke, Maryland Terrapins. At, yeah, the Terrapins and and Juan Dixon, right? Like that yeah. was back in the day. Um, he was a great college player, right? They didn't transition to the NBA. Steve right. Blake, you, Steve every, Blake too. Yeah, yeah, everybody thought, or or Lonnie Baxter, like all of yeah. these guys that were in that that glory year of uh, Terrapins. I think '02 was when they won. Um, but like I remember the I remember that rivalry was real, like Duke and Maryland, like at those years. And um and when I and I was a Bulls fan at that time. And so it was uh 
it was almost painful when Bulls were drafting the Duke players, right? I was like, no, <laughs> I don't draft. They drafted. Duke. I felt like they drafted a lot, right? It was like <laughs> Elton Brand, Chris Duhon, yeah, um, Luol Deng. Yeah, there was quite a few in, in that time period that you were in there. that time period. A lot, yeah. And specifically, though, like um, there was that specific rivalry between, um, and he got, an, I can't even remember his name, m- m- motorcycle accident and it took him out. Oh, Jay Williams. Jay Williams. And, and he, w- he was in that game, the Duke versus Maryland, when Maryland beat yeah. them, right? And so to yeah. me, it was like I was torn. I was like, ah, I don't want to cheer yeah. for him. Anyway, his career got cut short. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it was just um, the college factor, like, was more real for me there. When, when I moved to the West Coast, when I moved to Cali, um, it, uh, it, it kind of faded away a little bit. Those smaller states, I think, have... I feel like there's more uh, – they hang on to their teams a lot yeah. str- more with more passion. I mean, it's no, it's, no, uh, it's no secret, like, the Philly fans and, and, the, and, and like, the, the fans in the East Coast are – East Coast more, fans, are, yeah, they're so much more passionate about – They're rabid, sports. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Austin, are you kidding me? Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a different beast, that's for sure, than where they are in the West Coast, definitely. I know, I know. So yeah, you you and I got spoiled with some championships in our early uh, <laughs> childhood, and then we had to go through the the rebuild, and then seeing uh, like the initial years, seeing Scottie Pippen in a Houston jersey was painful. Then seeing <laughs> then seeing uh, seeing um, seeing Dennis Rodman in, with the Lakers, and then oh god, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't even uh, remind me. <laughs> you know, he kind of yeah. I mean, at that stage, Dennis was one foot out of the door yeah by that point but anyway um so then what happened like where was your competitive juice at when and and i have nothing but respect for kobe bryant right amazing (laughs) player great player and um i mean i i would even say he's up there with michael essentially like one two and i'm not going to get into who's one who's two but uh but and god rest his soul but um he um when 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 i was a kid and and i was in my teenage years in the early 2000s and i'm seeing kobe come up with shaq and then there and then they got phil and they were and they were taking and they were getting making people forget about the bulls for a little bit they were yeah and it was painful and i i had friends that in maryland at the time who were you know they were extreme hardcore laker fans and yeah you know and then well and all... a lot of those bulls fans transitioned to lakers fans too you know <laughs> that, like, is like, that is they, true they basically because like you said they, they got phil jackson and they started you know going on three peats like the bulls did i mean they I had the one three peat and then they almost did it again later on but yeah, yeah i mean it was it was tough and, and and i can't stand the lakers i've never been a lakers fan um my my what's ironic is my dad is a huge laker fan because when he first came to this country yeah um, that was right at the height of you know magic johnson kareem and so he just you know fell in love with the team and did your dad move to la or to to oregon initially yeah my dad actually initially came to oklahoma oh Um, wow for some reason a lot of iranians went to oklahoma i don't know i i've heard of this actually yeah i don't know why um yeah, initially went to Oklahoma uh, and then um, went to Idaho for pharmacy school. My dad's a pharmacist. And then, oh, and then the Arizona, and then that's where I was born. And then, yeah, then right, Arizona. Arizona. 
but he was a Lakers fan throughout. Well, it makes sense. I mean, the same reason we got became Bulls fans, right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's like he never was in L.A., but he just, you know, he came to this country not really knowing a lot about basketball, but saw everyone loves this guy, Magic Johnson, Kareem. He loved the the style of play, the Showtime Lakers. And, yeah. and kind of like me, he just stuck with the team, you know, even, even through the down years. They haven't really had that many down years, but, you know, That's they've true. been more or less pretty good. He's just stuck <laughs> with the team ever since. I'm going to say this. I don't, I like the Lakers a little more now than I did back in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's different now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I like him a little bit more now. And it's because I, I also like LeBron James. I, I, agree, I know a yeah. lot of Bulls fans cannot stand LeBron James, but you got to have respect for like his longevity. Um, yeah. The, the, the fact that he, at his age, the number of years that he's played in the league, the number of games under his belt, that he's still playing at a superstar level. I mean, that's like unmatched. I Michael know. Jordan couldn't even do that, right? I, I mean, I know he took some years off, but um, when, you've, when you're playing, when you're in your seventh, I think the 17th or 18th season in the league, yeah, and you're still arguably the best player in the entire league, I mean, that's, yeah. that's something else. But yeah. I mean, I also associate the science of, of, of rehabbing after games is, I mean, extremely advanced nowadays. Yeah. You know, and, sure. and, and Kobe started to, I mean, he played 20 years, right? Kobe did. Yeah. And and he was able to tap into that to a degree, but yeah. it's true though. I mean, we even with all that, with all the advancement, it's it's amazing to see. Um, but I would say with uh, with um, going back to the Bulls, the the like I would say from '99 to around 2006, 2007. Uh, I was just always just watching. All right, who are we drafting this year? Right, it was kind of one of those deals. Like we was, just... that was like our Christmas present. All right, let's hope we get the number one pick. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But then we get, uh, you know, we get Derrick Rose, right? Yeah. And then we get Rose in the draft, and he just explodes right off, like into this superstardom player. We we start when then and then we had um, Noah, right? And we had. Waldang, like we mm-hmm. mentioned, and and we had this uh, core that was so solid, and then we got we started competing with the best in the East, and 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 then uh, you know we, we were beating LeBron James teams that you know the, the yeah. Cavaliers at the time, even Miami Heat, and yep. then and so like um, I was like that childhood in me was gonna get coming back. I was like, wait, are we about to do this? Like I, I yeah. felt. You know, when we became the number one seed heading into that year when we had mm-hmm. the number eight seed Philadelphia Sixers. And then what and then Rose goes up for that layup and he comes down and he goes down. I just I just felt like this this is like this can't be good. Like I, I knew it what I knew he was hurt. I didn't know to what extent it was gonna be. And then right. from that point forward, leading to all the demise and all like the bad luck and the injuries, the repeated injuries with Rose and then eventually him leaving. Where where was your head at in, at the height of where we were? At like we were like a sixty plus win team every year at that point. What were what were you thinking in those moments? Yeah, I mean the the funny thing is is you know, we got really lucky getting Derrick Rose. So yeah. that year that we got that number one pick, I think the Bulls had a, like a 1.8% chance of actually landing the number one pick that the season. The lottery, right? Yeah. In the lottery, yeah. yeah. And so um, they got incredibly lucky. 
Um, and so I was obviously ecstatic because in my opinion, he was the best player in that draft class. He wasn't a consensus number one, but it was, you know, like he's probably going to be number one. Very similar to this year, how Anthony Edwards wasn't a consensus number one in the draft, but most people thought that he would go number one. It was kind of one of those situations. And once I knew that they got the number one pick and because he was from Chicago, I was like, it's a done deal. They're going to get Rose. So I was really excited. And then obviously he had an amazing rookie season and then just continued to get better and better. You know, he won the MVP, the youngest yep. MVP uh, yep. to ever, yep. to ever yep. win that award. Uh, and um, in that game, you know, what's funny is that in that game, and I remember it very vividly, of course, um, I had actually just moved to the Bay Area. So this is, I, I had already, already got to the Bay Area. I moved to the Bay Area around eight or nine years ago. And um, I was watching the game and that season rose throughout that season he was getting injured here and there. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he would, he would, you know, take some weird falls and he would be out for five, 10 games. Um, but the bulls were still able to maintain and they were able to keep the best record in the league that year, just like they did the season prior. And so when he fell there, I actually thought, I mean, I was worried obviously. And I was like, ah, he's probably going to have to miss a couple games, Yeah, you know, because, because that's what had been happening throughout right. the season. And, you know, oh, maybe it's just another minor tweak. Like he had kind of been having, so when it happened, I wasn't as uh, devastated yeah. as maybe most people initially were because I didn't think that it was going to be that serious. And yeah. I don't think I really understood like the severity of the situation of what had just happened until obviously, you know, he was brought back to the locker room. There had started coming out reports even shortly after that, that it's possible that he's torn his ACL. And yeah. once it's the ACL, you know that, I mean, they're out for a good eight to 12 months yeah. And probably minimum, most likely more than that. And yeah. Sleep was out longer than that too. So once I found that news, I was like, that's it. Although I, I what I will say though, is that, I, I mean, I knew it was it as far as them making any progress in the playoffs for that season. But I, I, I actually thought he was going to recover uh, just because of the sheer explosiveness and how great of a player he was that I figured, okay, he's going to, you know, he's going to be out for probably a year or so, and he's going to come back as good as he was before, yeah. um, which was naive of me to think that. So I, I I was obviously, you know, down by the fact that he was out, but I was like, the Bulls can still recover after this because he's yeah. still a very young player. You know, it wasn't right. like this was D Rose going down with an ACL injury at the age of like 30, you know, he was only, I think 23 or 22 mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, I was like, okay, like, there's still plenty of time to recover. Like Noah was still young. Dang was still relatively young. They had Boozer who, you know, uh, wasn't old, but he wasn't young either. So it was like, this team still has time left in the tank yeah. uh, to, to make another run at a championship. And they actually really tried. Right. But then Rose got injured again. Uh, Jimmy Butler started to flourish, which was great. Um, and it just never, nothing ever really materialized. You I know. know. It just it worked out for them, you know, whether it was through injuries, then they fired Tom Thibodeau, which was a horrible decision. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of went from there. And then, like you said, they, they traded Rose after they realized he's probably not going to be the same player that he used to be. That injury, though, you, the first injury the, that when he fell and you said mm-hmm. you weren't as shocked or, because there was like a pattern of that all year. Yeah. For, for me, as soon as I heard that it was an ACL tear, I actually um, – Though I knew it was been a long recovery period, I actually started thinking about um, 
Adrian Peterson because he had just oh, recovered. Yeah. I had just thought about him, and it was football, which is even a more bigger contact sport. And he had come back miraculously, like in eight or eight or nine months, right? Like pretty quickly. Yeah. And he yeah. was and he was kicking butt. Like he came back and he was like on top of the league again. So I, that's where I found my optimism. But then, of course, then there was a chain of injuries, and then it eventually went south. But yeah. uh, but like Derek Rose. Just like Michael, I feel like there are a few of those uh, superstar Bulls players, like the initially being with the Bulls, that I was still looking at them as Bulls players, even after they left, right? Like, yeah. I mean, uh, Michael being one when he went to the Wizards, right? I, I mean, I was like, I was still cheering him on. And I, I, I lived in Maryland, so that wasn't that far. Sure, sure, yeah. The Washington Wizards, you know, I was like, oh, he came to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was cheering him on. And, you know, um, he was playing at that point, like, in his early 40s, I would say, or late 30s. Um, but anyway, with Rose, like, when he left, right, I think he went to New York. And then um, he got bounced around. And all fast forward to when he was on the Timberwolves. Um, and then he did, he got that 50 piece. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was crying. I felt every emotion of that man. Yeah. I like, because I had followed, I knew what he was feeling, what he had gone through, yeah. what he had gone through. Cause I was such a, I was so involved in the initial injuries and then that climb back. Right. And many people say, cause he's still balling hard right now, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and he's like probably at 80% of what he could have been. Yeah, if he wasn't injured or probably less. But um, I always see these posts saying if the Rose didn't get injured, he could have arguably been the best player to ever play the game. And, and you'll never, we can never, you know, yeah. like confidently say that because it's, it's up for debate. But I, I just, don't know if he would have been the best player to ever play the game. I, I've heard that before too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And um, I, you know, people saying like, oh, he would have been the greatest of all time. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far because th- there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of aspects about Rose's game that um, I don't think you could qualify him as being the greatest wow. player to ever play. Um, part of it was his, you know, his defense. Not that it was bad defense by any means, but it's like you look at a guy like Michael Jordan, who was a defensive player of the year, but yeah. then also an absolute beast on offense playing the guy always averaged over 30 points per game yeah um even at you know mvp Derek rose he was averaging 25 points per game and he was a decent playmaker as well i do think he he would have had the chance to be the best player in the league yeah. definitely yeah, uh, yeah. had he not got injured i think he would have surpassed lebron and 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 he would have been the face of the nba um and he probably would have gone down as a as an all-time great um yeah but to say that he would have been like the best player to ever play the game yeah if he hadn't gotten injured i mean you're right we, we would never know right we would never know see, the guy became an mvp at 22 right you know right. like in the that doesn't happen like that michael jordan happen. couldn't even do that right yeah. so it's like you most players when they're at 22 they're still trying to figure things out and guys sort of enter into their prime when it's like 23 24 25 yeah he was already at that peak at age 22. So, I yeah, I, I mean, it's possible and we'll never know. And that's what is like the most unfortunate thing about Rose getting injured is yeah. that there was so much potential and promise there. And it was just all taken away from injuries. That's what makes sports so hard. It does. You know, it's like injuries because it's not something you can control and you never know. Like you can you can have 
an amazing team and you and you think like hey we're doing everything right we put all the pieces together to formulate an amazing basketball team and it can all just be taken away just from a just from a major injury but i mean i mean i'm thinking of oregon again and i'm thinking of greg odin i mean he didn't even right. have a, he didn't even have a chance to have a career like i mean right. that was that was that was the hard to watch too yeah. yeah injuries injuries suck man and then you know it's it's like and it's not like a i mean it's luck it's honestly just luck and 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 financially looking at it you know it's look at uh isaiah thomas right i mean he the uh the second isaiah thomas second isaiah yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas. not, not <laughs> the sure. bad not the bad boy isaiah thomas yeah, the, yeah the, the the boston celtic isaiah thomas when yeah, he, yeah. Was, he he flourished and and at his size to do that you know that was quite remarkable but again hip injury and and then look at him now right he's he's getting 10-day contract like it's it's hard to watch oh, marcus cousins another one like we're watching all of these guys who who are amazing when they when yeah. they hit their peak and then one injury later and that achilles injury for demarcus really messed them up but yeah um, yeah but well anyway. you and you living in sacramento i mean i'm sure demarcus cousins was like all the craze in that <laughs> entire city i mean he was he was the face of that franchise know, for a long time know, you know at I least know. until he got traded anyway exactly yeah when he got traded i mean but that's where the arguments come in right like there are certain teams they're just kind of hotbeds for making players and then sending them off to a competitive team right, right. and that's what the argument was with the kings it's like oh the kings are uh <laughs> they're just they're just there to to create like develop players and then they're off <laughs> I, I don't know if it's true because the kings were competing in the 2000s right so they I, were, you know, yeah. yeah yeah so it was and i was watching that against the lakers and that but anyway um we we both share the passion for basketball enough where we can sit down and talk about the sport and not just the bulls we can talk about all other teams too but uh i want to take us to your youtube channel and 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 what um got you because you're a parent. It's not a secret to me anyway, but um, you're a parent now. You're uh, happily married to a good friend of mine. And, and that's how we met initially. Um, and and you wrote a book a couple years ago, um, which again, Space Between Us, definitely go check it out. Um, it's a great book. And um, what I always being a Bulls fan, what what kind of made you think, huh, I'm gonna start maybe I should start a YouTube channel and, and uh, regarding the team, you know, the present yeah. team? Uh, you well, you're not gonna believe this, but uh, my wife actually suggested that I do it. No way, <laughs> yeah. She, um, you know, she she knew that I, I mean, obviously she, obviously, she knows that I'm very passionate about the Bulls and basketball yeah. in general, and yeah. um, you know, she would she would notice that anytime I would have like a conversation with someone about basketball, she's like, you seem to know, like, you, like you really know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, not really. I just, you know, you know, you probably don't know like the dynamics of basketball. I'm just talking about anything that anyone else would probably know. And she's like, well, why don't you like, you know, start a podcast or, or start a YouTube channel. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's not really for me. And I don't know if I would have the time for that. Um, and you know, who would actually want to listen to me? anyway and she's like well you know you're not you're not gonna know unless you try and so when the pandemic hit um you know we were afforded with the luxury of time i mean as much time as one can have being a parent but you know when she's asleep she goes to bed early kids go to bed early 
Um, and it's not like you can just go out and do stuff. It's like, right. okay, well, let me like fiddle with this a little bit. You know, let me like watch like what some other people are doing on YouTube and, and seeing what, you know, how they've been successful. Uh, you know, what kind of, you know, tools do I need to order? Do I need to get a microphone? Do I need to get, you know, like uh, uh, download software for like video yeah. software and editing and things like that. And so I just did like a lot of research on it and thought, well, it doesn't seem that difficult. Uh, let me try it out and see how it goes. And um, yeah, I tried it out, I don't know, about five months ago or so. And um, so far it's, it's been great. I mean, I actually really, really enjoy doing it. Um, it's, it sounds like it's a lot of work, but for me, because I, I know Bulls basketball so well yeah. that it just kind of comes naturally to me, at least to talk about it, right? The video editing aspect of it is, is a little bit different. And I, and I don't really focus on the video aspect of it as much because for me, it's more about the dialogue. Um, it's just that, you know, as like background stuff here, watch some highlights while I talk. Cause I doubt people just want to see me talk to them on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been working out really well. And that was kind of the, the basis for why I wanted to start the channel was because my wife suggested that I do it and yeah, I tried it out. And so, so far it's been going well. Well, I mean, the topics you bring up are, are riveting because they're things that not, I mean, and we already it's talked about how I'm also a Bulls fan and we know, I know other Bulls fans and I don't like the topics you talk, bring up are, are riveting in the sense that you remind the 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 fan like what's important as far as like <laughs> the bulls now past and future like you kind of right. just you've talked about many of the the history of the bulls like your initial videos were more focused on that and you mm -hmm. kind of brought it up to present day with you know the current roster and and then uh you even had an april fools one which was hilarious that, <laughs> <laughs> that was good um but but what i how do you so it do you see yourself going because again you it's what you already did anyway and and that's i think the the point is the, the passion was already already there you didn't think youtube first and then passion it was the other way around right. um and that's cool that uh your wife uh was the <laughs> motivator there that's awesome um so what do you uh how do you come up with your topics like when you're sitting down to record, do you, do you, how do you organize it? Is it something like that just comes to mind and you're like, Oh, I should post this or is it? Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, it's not even something I can like, like you said, it's just kind of more of what just comes to mind. Okay. Cause a lot of it is like stuff that I used to always think about in general, just as like to myself as a yeah. Bulls fan. Yeah. I wonder if they had done this, you know, I wonder if they had drafted this person, how would that have changed the roster? Well, if only the Bulls, you know, could focus on bringing someone in that provides defense. And so I would like have these conversations with myself or at least, you know, other people who cared to have them. And so um, a lot of the ideas are just stemming from stuff I already think about or thought about before. Yeah. Um Sometimes it is hard to come up with topics uh, uh, because it's like, okay, well, I want to talk about stuff that people would actually find interesting and not just nonsense. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a big fan of just talking about like, let's talk about NBA rumor, trade rumors and things oh. like that. I mean, I address that here and there, but I, I think, you know, there's a lot of just false sources and a lot of people that are just looking, you know, for clickbaity type stuff. So I try to stay away from that and and try to focus more on like the actual like, 
analysis of the game mm-hmm. and how it relates to the Bulls and what they can do to perform better going forward. And then the historical topics, a lot of how I came up with those was just um, stuff that I used to always think about, right? It's like um, one, of the, one of the videos that I had was, you know, would the Bulls have won a championship or championships had Rose not gotten injured? Right. So I made a video I, about that, you know, yeah. how, how, how things would have broken down, you know, with Rose not getting injured and, and where the league was at that time and the fact that, you know, they still had to go up against LeBron James, which would have been a challenge, even if Rose didn't get injured. Um, so that, that was one topic. And, you know, another topic I was kind of going over was like, you know, what are the, the worst draft picks that the Bulls made, um, yeah. you know, throughout that time period? Because uh, it's something that I always thought about, too, as I was growing, you know, growing up. It's like every year, like you said, it was like, OK, well, who are we going to draft this year? And you <laughs> think that they're going to be an amazing player. And then it was like, OK, this guy ended up being a bust, too. So that was like I was like, oh, maybe I should like go through like all of the like recent uh, busted draft picks that the Bulls had. So it just kind of like randomly comes to me. Um, and when I think of an idea, I, I generally try to, you know, jot it down somewhere, jot it down on my phone so I don't forget it later. Cause it's not like I'm like always just working on it. You know, it's like, I might even be taking care of my daughter and it might pop into my head and like, Oh, let me like just jot that down my phone real quick for later. And then I'll, I'll think about it at a later time. Yeah. And then as far as like, you know, like the, when I am actually working on the videos, I create just like a very, you know, high level outline. So I like, remember what I want to talk about otherwise it would just be like all over the place just so that it's a little more organized and I just you know kind of read through that from there as I'm discussing and then and then yeah and that's really it so cool so you so you're right so you have some notes that you write out uh as bullet points essentially and then you go off. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah that's cool that's cool and um I I really enjoy the channel and I'm not just saying that because I'm a a Bulls fan and I'm your friend, but it's actually, some of the stuff is very insightful and I actually never think about them Uh, because, you know, I'm just, I, I think I'm more of just like the, the watcher, the fan as, as you know, and when you bring, break down the business side of it and, and the coaching mistakes or even coaching pluses that we've done and, and, and uh you know with uh billy donovan now and and everything that's been happening and you even brought the recent one that you posted was what the whole kd commentary on oh yeah on on the bulls on the bulls and and people were starting to start rumors and you kind of kiboshed that i liked it you were like oh it it, just because he's talking about him doesn't mean he's gonna join the team it's not it's not a a precursor Um, and, and i agree i agree with that um but uh, to kind of segue, because I do want to cover your writing passion as well. Um, do you, considering that uh, you wrote notes, first of all, are you working on any other books or any other writing projects currently? I am, uh, but it's very, very slow coming. Uh, part of it is because I've obviously got a little sidetracked here with the channel that I'm that I've been yeah. doing. But yeah. um, uh, also the you know now I have a child which makes it even more difficult so when I wrote the when I wrote that last book that was actually before um before we had Eliana and um after we had Eliana I I, like I said I already finished the book but that was really just going through like the editing phase which um I had hired an editor so they were doing more of that work and then I would read through it 
Um, and it's also different when you have an infant child because they sleep a lot. I mean, when you have a toddler, you have to be very much engaged with them while they're running around and trying to follow them. And, and that takes a lot of time. So uh, yes, I am, um, but it's just been really, really slow coming uh, yeah. just because my time is pretty limited, but I do want to get back into it. And I think um, that'll probably be like a, a, a passion of mine, something that I'll really, really focus in on a lot more in retirement. Um, um, just because I think by that time, I'll, I'm sure I'll still have the passion for sports, but it probably won't be the same as it used to be. Cause it's just like, it's, it's a, a young person, not, not a young person's passion, but like, um, it takes a lot out of you, uh, to really like stay fully engaged and interactive with the team. And I think in retirement, I'll probably want to do something a little more relaxing. And for me, writing is very relaxing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, with, with, um, space between us, did you, uh, how long would you say that process took from the moment you came up with the idea to write it or the story behind it? And then getting that on on paper or on computer and then the whole thing the whole nine huh? yeah i mean it was probably three years start to finish wow um, that's actually not that long yeah i it, well i well i take that back the idea i came up with this idea when i was in college but then i never worked on it i just like i like the concept of like writing your own book like how how, how could i create a, an entire story from scratch yeah. And so I had the idea for the story that's in that book um, uh, back when I was in college. And then, you know, life got away with me. I went to grad school. I, I started working and I met my wife. And so, uh, and I just kind of put it to the wayside. And then, um, you know, I had a really, really long commute every day to work. Uh, and I was like, you know what, how can I make this commute a little more productive? Uh-huh. And so, um that's where I wrote it. I, I essentially just wrote it on my BART ride every, no every day. Way. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did some work outside of it too. You know, I, I, I worked a little bit here and there on the weekends and, and where I, where I could, like I had a really long airplane ride to, to India and I, I worked on it a lot then. Yeah. It's a long, long plane ride. Yeah. Um, but most of the time that I worked on that book was on BART because I had a one hour commute one way every day. So I remember that you work, work on it two, two hours five days a week i mean yeah it's it adds up so um yeah i would say three hours really start to finish I, you start with an outline and then based on that outline i started actually like putting together the story itself and then the editing phase took a long time too because it's like yeah. you write down all the stuff and then you realize oh, this doesn't really make sense i need to revise this and you know proofread all that kind of stuff that can that can take a bit that's cool man that's really cool because uh i feel uh, i'm I'm always interested in, in like the mentalities it takes to do certain crafts. Right. um, And, and even like personality types. Right. Like I feel like, um, and, and and at the risk of categorizing people into groups, because I don't like doing that, but um, I, I felt like, like my niece is a avid reader. She'll read books like, you know, she'll get, oh, through, okay. she'll get through like, um, a thousand, maybe 500 page book in maybe like two, three days. Like she can, Oh, read. wow. Okay. She's really, yeah. And, okay. and I mean, from a young age, from the days, like in her, when she was five or six, obviously like, you know, more like childhood books. 
but I mean, she's, she's got like a full library and she's only uh, 16 now, but wow. um, so anyway, and then it's her, you have her, she's super uh, mellow, quiet, very like type B personality, but she's social, but not nearly to the degree as like her mom, which is my sister or, or her sister which is just like my sister, right? Like her. Uh, so like they're so my younger. And is, niece, and is she younger? The younger the, one. The, the yeah. younger one is actually the social one. Is the more outgoing one. Yeah, yeah. And um, she reads too. For the record, she also is, enjoys reading, but not nearly to the degree uh, where the older one does. And and anyway, um, I've asked her about writing, and she's told me like, she's like. I think I could, I, I'm open to writing. She's not open to writing a book, but she's open to writing like articles and pieces, right? She's, she's more into that line of work and she likes um law. Go figure, right? Reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's um, your wife knows about that. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, so my point is that um, that's just two examples, but I've seen other people who are writers and, and, people are readers um they tend to be more on that side and they're very uh more usually a little bit more reserved um and and they're they're more thinkers or they think more they like to imagine more they they create it's a creative it's a creative outlet um ultimately and i i consider myself a creative too but not in writing in music yes but not in writing yeah. yeah but like i i can relate Anyway, I'm I'm going in circles. My point is, <laughs> my point is that uh, do you consider yourself uh, more of a type A personality, where you would be because of the sports aspect and 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 how you love the Bulls and you love basketball and 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 you love the game, but you also love the business side, as we discussed. Um, or would you consider yourself a more type B that just happens to like the Bulls or basketball? I'm probably more type B. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously there are elements of type A personality, right? But I think at the end of the day, I'm more of uh, I'm more introverted. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. more uh, uh, I wouldn't say quiet. It's just that um, I do my best work when I'm just kind of by myself and, and just focused. Yeah. And um, I don't, I you know, a lot of people feed off of uh, energy from others. Um, I feed more off of energy of like alone time. I still like that energy of seeing people, interacting with people. Um, But for me, that's where I get a lot of my, where I can recharge my batteries, right? That like alone time. And that's where like my creative, you know, juices, so to speak, really start, really start flowing. But yeah, man, I I agree with you, right? It's like, we're all very creative human beings. You know, we're not just like wired to be purely analytical. I mean, there are some people that are like that, but I think, everyone wants to have a creative outlet and it's like, like you with music or like this podcast. And for me, just talking about sports and, and having this channel and then through writing, those, those are my creative outlets. And, yeah. and yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I love about it. It's, it's just, um, it's a way to get away from like sort of the mundane every day to day job type thing. You know what I mean? It's like, and I like my job. I don't have a bad job by any means, but it's like, you know, it's, um, it's work and, and you're kind of doing a lot of the same stuff every day and interacting with the same people every day. And so to be able to have a creative outlet um, to, you know, express how you feel about things and, and, and do different things is uh, really valuable to me and something I really enjoy. 
That's awesome, man. That's really, uh, it's really good to hear that you're, you're, you stick with the passions that, that you grew up with, because those are, I think our purest sides, like our purest, uh, like characteristics, you know? And I feel that, um, life can get tough and life can get busy and life can become a distraction and life can really get, take us away from all of those things. If we're not careful, right. If we're not, if we're not uh, recognizing that. Um, so that's where I, I was bringing the mental aspect of it all. Like it, it takes a lot of discipline and I, and I know that you have that and, and, um, you know, being alone is where you can really, uh, get your creative juices flowing and um but like uh my my point with all of that is that i think we we all need that and i think we all have we're all put on this earth for a reason and it's not just to work a nine-to-five job uh whether we love that job or not by the way right yeah it's it's it's, i think work is is a virtue I i i believe in that i think work does teach us discipline it does teach us um about like adulting as the kids say but (laughs) but uh we still have those kids the same kid that you were in the 90s as was i we we had those more pure passions and 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 like your passion for reading and writing and then the bulls like all of that and you're doing it now as an adult with a with a child of your own and, (laughs) and 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 you know um and, and that's great to see because I think it's inspiring to younger kids, right? For sure. I, I feel like, well, first of all, your own child, right? I'm sure uh, uh, you've shared with her some Bulls games. And and is she, would you consider her a basketball fan or not? I think she's probably still a little too young. Too um, young? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's, she's too, the thing is she knows basketball. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm watch, like, if I'm watching it, she knows right away. She's like, yeah. you know, basketball, but um, yeah, she's not, she's not that. I mean, you know, she'll watch it for like a second here just because it's like, oh, it's something on a screen and, you know, kids love their screens and we, we try not to do so much screen time with her. So when she sees it, she gets excited, but then, you know, a minute goes by and she's already kind of on to her own, own, own thing. But my hope is that, you know, when she gets a little bit older, I'll be able to get her into it. And, uh, you know, I think, and, you know, there's always the stereotype of like, oh, well, you know you have a you want a son to kind of raise and, and have them you know be into basketball uh, it's like yeah could easily i get plenty of women that are into basketball that, that follow sports and so I, um i'll definitely be you know supportive of whatever you know she's passionate about and uh you know hopefully she'll be a bulls fan as well and if not that's totally fine too that's great man i i think that's uh you're inspiring me from that aspect <laughs> because i'm yet uh, we don't have kids yet um but uh i agree with you as far as like it doesn't matter whether it's a girl or boy like um there i mean look at so many great WNBA players so many great um athletes that are females and their dads or or moms they actually some male players um were inspired more by their moms to go into sports than 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 their dads um yeah and so that like joakim noah for example but uh (laughs) but anyway um anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up uh discussion other obviously bull central so everybody jump on that um you've got some uh writing uh projects in the works i'm excited about what's to come in the near future or or distant future um anything else you'd like to plug 
No, man, this is, this is great. I actually had a question for you. What, uh, how'd you come up with a fumble podcast? Fumble what's, podcast. The, what's the story behind fumble? All righty. I'll tell you that. And by the way, tight game at halftime bulls. And uh, I know I saw, yeah. 48, 47, yeah. 48, 47. <laughs> yeah. Um, so fumble podcast was believe I'm a, I'm a thinker too. Uh, I think a lot, unfortunately, I think a lot <laughs> night, night to morning is, is my, uh, uh, and I've, I've, and I know that I need to probably see my therapist for this. Cause I wake up a lot. <laughs> I wake up a lot at night with a thought. It's, oh, okay. it's a double-edged sword because I got the name of this podcast from that as well. Right. So oh, okay. I, I was, a I always, I wanted it to kind of, um, uh, show me, but more important than showing me what I wanted it to show humility. Um, and, and I wanted to, to show togetherness. And so anyway, one thing led to another, I was like, how can I put all that into one and, and show a little bit of me, but also show like, uh, it's a, that it's not, it went about me. It's about togetherness, bringing, uh, friends. And eventually if it goes far enough, uh, uh, people I don't know that I just know through that want to be on here. Right. And I realized it's, I was, I was waking up and I woke up with the thought, Hey, there are fumbles in football. Right. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I like, fo- I, I, I like sports. Then I was like, why don't we play with that word fumble with the pH? That's where it came from. And then I didn't even think about the humble aspect being hidden inside of the yeah, word. Yeah. So the P was more for Pej. And then the, and then I saw, Oh, humble is in the word. If so I that's why it's it capitalized. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the the I'm lowercase, the humility is uppercase for a reason. So that's that's my goal. I, I'm not claiming that I know what humility is or anything, but I just, I just <laughs> it's just it's more of a um the nature of the show is what what I aim for it to be, right? And and um if you guys have been following my posts, whether it's on social uh injustice um or or the social movements that i post about um i always talk about humility and and pure and all of that happened before this podcast started so just like you i was passionate about it um but i'm passionate about a lot of things and i didn't want the focus of this podcast to just be about social issues and just about you know i wanted it to be about the person i'm talking to right and that could be anything um like for us for example for this episode for example we talk about sports this is my first episode talking about sports oh nice it's not a secret that i'm a sports fan but i mean we've talked about everything right i mean i i spoke with Roz last week and her episode is coming out tomorrow um and and we talk about happiness in her episode so oh nice so you know it's um by tomorrow that means uh april 13th but your episode will probably come out uh, a couple weeks from now but um anyway that's the uh short version of that story i don't even think that was that sounds short. good but yeah <laughs> oh i hear her oh god i gotta keep coming in <laughs> all righty thank you Here she do you want to do you want to say hi real quick is well, that sure. all right man you can, you can edit it out if you need no to. it's cool man i don't know if say she'll hi. remember me though. say hi come say hi Oh, this is my oh kid. my god hi Liliana. Liliana. Can, you, can you say hi Pej, mom you remember wave. me say hi. you probably don't remember hey, me it's a good it's, wave 
Yeah, you probably yeah. don't. You haven't really seen a lot of people in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. I know. We were talking about basketball with your dad. You know how much you're going to What? <laughs> Wait, what do we say when we say basketball? What do you say when you say basketball? Say it. The Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a great way to uh, bring this one to a close, man. Hey. I really appreciate you spending time. Uh, I know you're a busy man, and and the fact that you put this aside it means a lot to me. Um, For sure, man. Thank you, and everyone, check out Bulls Central, and uh, we're gonna be following your posts, and I hope that that becomes the the uh, job of the future. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope, man. That would be amazing. We'll that- see. We'll see. Thank you, Jamal. I appreciate it. And um, we'll be in touch uh, offline. Thanks again, man. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Yeah.